Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All righty. Welcome back to Shut Up and Ball. As per usual, I am here joined by my guest, John Harris. I'll get him settled in for a second. This will be the NFL edition, going back to our schedule, NFL uh, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and NBA, you know, for the weekend. Dive right into it. Still in the midst of this uh, odd free agency, you know, uh, mid-COVID. Uh, and, you know, as we mentioned before, a lot of wide receivers, wide receiver, not just wide receivers, but it seems like the market in general, especially wide receivers, corners, many skill positions, been down. Um, one of the one of those receivers I really was hoping to bank in on this offseason was Juju Smith Schuster of the wives of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you know, the, a lot had happened, but he ended up going back to Pittsburgh, uh, signed a one year deal. I forget the specifics, but basically approved a deal for Juju. Uh, good value for Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, both sides really taking a gamble. You know, because if Juju balls out, then obviously Pittsburgh's not going to be able to keep him. Um, but um, like I mentioned, just interesting. Uh, dynamic, I think, because uh, as I mentioned, it seemed like Juju and some of these other receivers felt like there'd be a better market for them. Obviously, that did not happen. I mean, there was, you know, Juju was already, like a week, I think a few days or a week before he had signed already, you know, there's a post, I forgot who reported, he had already, you know, uh, said goodbye to his teammates and, you know, and said that he was moving on. And then don't forget, there's that, uh, I think it's happened after, it was, it was surfaced after he signed. The contract, but um, yeah, there's that poll he took on Instagram uh, where it was like, "Is Juju going back to Pittsburgh?" And he himself voted uh, no, or I think it, the exact phrase was "Oh hell nah." <laughs> so um, interesting turn of events. Um, but uh, yeah, what are your thoughts in regards to the signing, uh, and you know, and just Juju in general? Maybe we'll we'll you know be able to reevaluate them a little bit after the draft, but it feels like they've they've lost a lot of key pieces and might not be as good as they were during that, you know, first, you know, three-fourths of the season that they had where they were going undefeated last year. Um, maybe that's a good thing because, you know, when you go undefeated for so long, eventually you start to get really cocky and arrogant and you start to believe, you know, that you have the formula. And then when teams start to figure you out and you have that short of a season left to, you know, try and respond, it can be a little bit difficult. Um, but it feels like this was probably, number one, him being loyal to Pittsburgh, uh, and wanting to potentially, you know, have one last run maybe with Big Ben. Um, I don't know if he and Big Ben had conversations. I don't know how much longer Big Ben intends to play, but uh, we know he's coming back for this next year, so maybe that was part of the decision. Also, maybe the market just wasn't what he fully expected, and maybe he feels that with next year the salary cap, as expected, should be going up. Um, obviously, unless something crazy happens, it, it should rise like it had in the previous seasons. Um, so maybe he can get more money next off season. I, I don't know the full thought process. Um, 
But overall, yeah, I, I was I was a little surprised. I didn't expect him to return to Pittsburgh. It felt like they were going to lose a lot of key pieces, including him. I think for them, this is a really big uh, key signing because it keeps their solid wide receiver core together. It, it allows Chase Claypool and you know some of the other younger receivers to continue to develop without having to be thrust into a larger role instantly, um, and maybe you know become more accustomed to the NFL before Juju you know potentially leaves if he does next off season. I don't know. Um, but yeah, also, I think this maybe potentially puts a little more pressure on Pittsburgh because if they want to keep him long term, I think they're probably going to have to figure out this QB situation past Big Ben. I think it was smart by him to not commit long term if he doesn't know the quarterback situation there. Um, because I mean, there was there were some pretty solid teams that were wanting him. Obviously, you know, the Jets are probably one of those teams. They're not considered solid yet, but they have the number two pick. They can go out and get a guy like Zach Wilson. They can trade for Deshaun Watson. Um, they can, you know, there's just a lot of options that they have. I, there's a report that the chiefs wanted him. I don't know with what money they would have been able to pay him, but like they a, wanted him. I think it was a similar deal, uh, but less money. I forget. It's like a one year. Yeah. I think they were like eight or seven Pittsburgh offered. I think it ended up being nine. I probably should look that up, but it was yeah, less than the anyway, Pittsburgh deal. So th- there were teams of legit quarterbacks that wanted him. Um, but I, I don't blame him for staying loyal to Pittsburgh for at least a season with big Ben and then reevaluate in the next season because at least with the current NFL market, that's, it's not a bad idea. I mean, we, we even talked about how it seems like most guys would be taking one year deals uh, to potentially be able to hit bigger in the next agency. Yeah. And, and it's such a big gamble for Juju. I think it's more of a gamble on his end because Pittsburgh could easily, I mean, like we've mentioned, they could easily say, you know, Juju, you're great, but, a, he's on a one-year deal, and maybe we want to focus more on these young guys, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and maybe they become the focal point of the offense. And unfortunately for Juju, he you know he doesn't get the same production as he did, you know, last few years where he was, you know coming in he was the man, uh, and you know now all of a sudden he's he's playing third fiddle. Um, and uh, but yeah, I, I think you have a very good point. Let's see what happens with Pittsburgh. A lot of lot of losses. I mean, they even cut. Cut Steven, I think Steven Nelson, yep. their corner. He was very good for them last year. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, all they got left, I mean, really, it's just Joe Hayden. But Joe Hayden, at some point, Joe Hayden's got to get, got to, Father Time's going to get with them. Um, and it kind of already has, you know, not, 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 definitely not as fast as he once was. But after that, there's a huge, I could say there's a huge drop off. I mean, who's, who's playing corner right now? I, I, I can't even name the corner uh, after that could probably play for them on the roster outside of Joe Hayden. Um, and then, you know, obviously, uh, lost Bud Dupree very, and we saw the impact of just him not being there in the second half of the season. I know TJ's great, but now a full season where it's just him, you know, to it and Hayward, not a relatively deep Pittsburgh team. And then on top of the fact that, oh, Devin Bush is coming back from an ACL injury. Uh, once again, Devin Bush, one of his main key traits is his speed and agility. He's probably not going to be the same as he was, you know, before the injury, obviously, so um, a lot's going to be put more is going to be put on the Pittsburgh offense. Or it should be. Oh, nice camera. Got to love it. One second. <sighs> yeah, I mean, while, while you're figuring that out, I'm playing to Juju's favor because maybe, I mean, I, I don't know who the running back's going to be either. I think James Conner's a free agent. So we'll see. Maybe Benny Snell steps up. Maybe the draft guy. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, maybe that plays into Juju's favor. Maybe it doesn't because – I think Chase Claypool is going to have a bigger year this next season. Um, I don't know. I, I Part of me just doesn't think that 
maybe the market wasn't as hot as he expected. Uh, there was a lot of good receivers, and I, I don't think that he was, you know, as good as some of the guys out there. I think Curtis Samuel, I think that Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, these kind of guys probably could command more money than Juju could just because Juju had a really solid rookie year. But after that, he's kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say he's gotten worse, but he sort of flattened out. Um, anyway, so uh, it, and, and some of the teams who were potentially, you know, going after him, like, for example, the Jets, they already got Corey Davis. So, um, yeah, I'm once again, I'm not fully sure what the market was, but it, it it was surprising overall that you know, he did what he did. All right, so. All right, so. Sorry, we are back. Um, but, yeah, kind of where we left off on Juju. Um, yeah, it's a huge gamble on both ends. We'll see how it pays off. Um, we'll see what the Pittsburgh drafts. Obviously, they probably don't even want a receiver. Lost a bunch of linemen. I'm assuming, I would assume O-line is going to be their main priority. Um, although, you know, maybe, maybe, I mean, they could go, you know, cornerback, I already mentioned. Wouldn't be surprised. We'll see what moves they do. But wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh is going to be one of those teams that we sit there next year kind of going, you know, why are they 7-9? and nine? Why are they 6-10? and 10? And then we remember, well, they did lose a lot of key pieces. So uh, this may not be the, the, the good ending that Big Ben wants if this is the end. Uh, we will have to see. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, I guess good for Juju for try, for taking a chance. Unfortunately, the market didn't work for him. Uh, kind of glad he didn't go to my Packers. But as you mentioned, too, I think, you know, uh, he could have gone to the Jets for more money, things like that. I think he knew best chance was probably going back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, he could have gone to Kansas City. But once again, third or fourth fiddle in that offense, uh, not a good way to, to bet on yourself. Yeah, you'll get a ring, but you won't probably won't get that uh, contract that you want uh but speaking of guys who did get contracts they wanted start off with the other the main receiver of the class uh kenny galladay got paid got his sign with the new york giants and then shortly after a few days a couple days ago dory jackson uh who was released from the titans uh, also signed with the giants so two good key signings for uh them obviously kenny being the more notable name um i'll let you go first your thoughts on these signings in particular and the impact for, on the Giants? Um, I mean, I, I alluded to it our last episode about the NFL uh, because obviously it was rumored that Kenny Galladay was potentially going to sign with the Giants. Um, I can't remember who the other teams were that were, you know, in, in the in the running for him. Anyway, uh, I, I was I thought it was going to be a really good fit just because, first off, they don't really have a true number one receiver. I know Giants fans are very high on Darius Slayton. I think he's a solid NFL player. He's productive. He's a starter, all that kind of stuff. But I don't think he's a number one, at least in this point in his career, because he's still very young. Um, so I think Kenny Galladay gives them more of that legitimate number one, deep threat kind of guy, big body, can go up and get in the air. Not that Slayton can't do any of those things. Um, but I don't know. It just he, he Galladay feels like more of a, a stronger matchup for your, you know, going against the number one corner, being able to take away that attention, consistent target. Uh, for Daniel Jones, which, once again, I think should make Darius Slayton even better because he's no longer having to be guarded by the other team's number one corners. Um, that being said, he's the seventh, high pace, uh, seventh high, highest paid receiver in the NFL. Um, personally, I don't think he's a top 10 guy. Um, I think he's very talented, has a lot of potential, um, but uh, you know, he's, I think he's what? He's 28 years old already. Um, so at what point, you know, I don't think we're necessarily going to see a lot of improvement out of his game. Um, I, I think he's on a worse 
he's with a worse quarterback. Um, I, I, I'm not familiar with the Lions offensive coordinators, but y'all probably know how I feel about Jason Garrett. I think he's fine, but I don't think he's an amazing offensive coordinator. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how he fits. I think overall, though, he makes the Giants better. I, I do think, you know, with the current state of the market and how everything was going, it's about as expected of what, you know, he was going to get paid like a top 10 receiver because that's just how things are. And you look at the quarterback market, it's that market has become the point where, you know, the next guy up, whoever it is, they become the highest paid guy. Um, maybe with Patrick Mahomes setting that, you know, huge, big, you know, 45 million benchmark, uh, that won't happen for a while. But if you remember when Derek Carr and Jared Goff and Jimmy G, like these guys became the highest paid uh, quarterbacks pretty quickly. Uh, wide receiver market's not as extreme. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, those guys are still, you know, going to be the highest paid. Uh, but Kenny Galladay, like I said, seventh highest paid receiver in the league. Um, I don't think he's a top 10 guy, but we'll see how he fits in with the Giants offense. Maybe he can be. Um, I still think, you know, like I said, solid signing because ultimately it allows them to be more flexible in the draft. It adds another offensive weapon uh, for a team that has had weapons, but, uh, you know, injuries, uh, a variety of issues have sort of derailed the offense over the years. Um, so, yeah, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm not excited to see how he's going to fit with them because I'm a Cowboys fan. Uh, but I'm sure if you're a Giants fan, you're, you're very pumped about Kenny Galladay being there um, because regardless of how much he's getting paid, the market is the market. And if you land a guy like that um, and you have the space for it, all that kind of stuff, then, hey, if he, if he produces, it's worth it. Yeah, so I'll agree. I mean, and I think this does this is in terms of the bigger picture. There's almost no. This is it for Danny Jones. You gotta, you gotta show something. Yep. You gotta show steps this year. If you don't show steps towards being, you know, steps because I was saying he's about an average NFL quarterback. I got, that's what I would grade him. And if he yep. doesn't make those strides and show strides that he's can be a franchise guy, a difference maker with with the receivers they have. I mean, I think they appreciate self Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. You get Saquon back. I know they've invested in their old line, I and mean, it's not as bad as like the Bengals was, or like it's a. I, you know, it's it's not amazing, but they've made investments in the offensive line, and like we saw last year too. The defense is at a point where you know it 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 can almost win games by itself, regardless. They're doing their job, and I'll get some more than defense in a second. But yeah, for, to, to me, this was just more. All right, Daniel Jones, you have no more excuses. This is it. So we'll see how that goes, especially him and Jason Garrett. Uh, he could be on the hot seat too, depending on how this goes. You know, his his fate could be tied with Daniel Jones. Um, and on the flip side, uh, Dory Jackson, I, I a very good signing, you know, to get James Bradbury, uh, they're implementing that new England style defense where they're going to be versatile, uh, big up front and do some crazy coverages in the back. And, you know, Dory, uh, also coming from a new England system and Mike Vrabel, there'd be some familiarity there. Uh, you know, he was a first round pick. He's, you know, as, uh, for- okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's 40 time, but uh, you remember, very good athlete. Um, so right. if he can just continue, piece it together, um, and I think injuries have been a part of his issue too, um, piece it together, stay healthy. He could be, it could be a very good signing for the Giants, um, especially the, the Adoree one. Uh, obviously, Kennedy Galladay, I think it'll be fine. Uh, but like you kind of mentioned, they're already okay in the wide receiver. They weren't starving. Um, but it was just, once again, uh, added to the fact that, you know, you can just, in today's NFL, you know, I guess get as many receivers as you need to. And like we'll get into the draft too. There's just so many good receivers coming out too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, like you mentioned, the quarterback market, and we've seen with the running back market a few years ago, it starts going down because there's just so many. I mean, Kenny Galladay's really he's a, I mean, I would say he's about a number one receiver in normal years, but he's not like you mentioned. I would agree, not a top ten guy, and that just goes to show how many great receivers we have right now, and just more coming in. So, um, anything else you wanted to mention, or do you want to start? hitting those receivers uh well first off i like the point you brought up um i mean even like we referenced it with dak we talked about it with Wentz. when when you get the money or you get an improved offense around you it becomes a prove it kind of a year right for dak it was he got paid right now you got to live up to that contract um for Wentz, it's okay you're on a playoff team you're on the colts now it's time to bounce back you can't have the same year you had last year because you don't have the same excuse of, you know, the, the pitiful Eagles and they didn't provide for you. Uh, I think the same is for Daniel Jones. You no longer have the excuse of a lack of weapons because you have Evan Ingram, who I know that some Giants fans like to blame him for everything, but I still think he's a solid tight end. I think obviously he still has room to grow, um, especially when it comes to securing the catches, but he's still very athletic, can make game-changing plays. Um, you have Sterling Shepard, assuming he doesn't get traded or released or something. I know that there, there has been talk about that because of, um, that you know, now having Kenny Galladay, you have Darius Slayton, like we talked about, you have Kenny Galladay, you have Saquon Barkley, like there are weapons. And as you said, they've invested in the offensive line. They have first round pick Andrew Thomas, who was a I think it was top five, right? Um, like number four overall last yep. year. You have a second round pick in Will Hernandez at guard. You have, uh, you know, I think it was a third or fourth round pick in Pert at right tackle. You have, you I know, have Nate Solder too, guy you paid money yeah, they, to. They, they have Nate Solder, they paid him money which I'm kind of surprised they still have him because, I don't know. Anyway, uh, their center was pretty decent. I can't remember his name, uh, but he's long hair, white guy. Gets really you know fiery when they play the Cowboys. I'm not a fan of him because he gets pretty chippy with the defensive line. Uh, but he was you know solid. I, I would argue that he was probably their best offensive lineman last year. So, yeah, I think it's a proven year for Daniel Jones. I applaud the Giants for doing what a lot of teams don't, which is in that proven year, you have given him no excuse, except for maybe Jason Garrett, which – you know, once again, you guys know how I feel about him. I just think he's not as creative as the current NFL needs to be. Um, anyway, you've you've provided him with all the weapons. You've provided him with all this stuff. It's it's time to prove it. And if he can't with this offense, I think potentially, like you said, maybe him and Jason Garrett are on the way out. I don't know. Um, but for the Adoree deal, once again, I, personally, I think he was a little overpaid. Uh, I mean, he has struggled with some injuries. His rookie year, he was really solid. Um, but he's getting $13 million a year annually, could be more with incentives. 
put that in perspective, that's what Stefan Gilmore is getting paid. Um, I think that puts him, I think that puts him in the top 10 highest paid corners in the league with like the likes of Jalen Ramsey, Marlon Humphrey, Tredavious White, you know, Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, James Bradbury. I, I don't think that he's a top 10 corner, uh, but I mean, in that list, there's also like Shaquille Griffin, there's Trey Waynes. So there's some other names in there that I think he's a little closer to. And don't get me wrong, I think he's a great corner. I think he's really good in man. There will be some times where he's going to get beat, and that's going to happen. But considering he's the number two corner in the Giants defense, um, you know, I, I think that he's going to be fantastic for them because he doesn't have to guard the number ones. Obviously, James Bradbury is going to do that. Um, but ultimately, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this is it's a, it's a Patriots move if I've ever seen one because as we've seen with the Patriots, they invest heavily in their secondary. Joe Judge, same thing. Paid James Bradbury. A lot of people said he was overpaid, and look at the season he had. So maybe it could be the same with Dory Jackson. Um, that being said, uh, I've heard a lot of people saying the Giants should win the NFC East now. Personally, I still think that Washington should be the favorite there, um, just because I think that William Jackson's a better corner than Adore Jackson or Adore Jackson, uh, and I think that Curtis Samuel. It's I think it's debatable on who's the better receiver there, but I think he's a better fit for Washington and pairs nicely, really nicely uh, with uh, Scary Terry. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure that the Giants are necessarily in that conversation right now to where they should be winning it, uh, but obviously they've made really good aggressive strides, and I applaud them for being willing to do that. We'll see how those deals pan out in the future. Yeah, if only we knew a, uh, a Giants fan. <clears throat> Excuse me. If only we knew a Giants fan. Um, but anyways, so that's the Giants moves. Uh, I mean, some other... So a lot of free agents out there, so so a lot more moves, but these are the more notable ones recently. Um, obviously, the Sean Watson situation is going on. We really don't know much about I mean, you know, me and John. It's, it seems like a lot of legal stuff. Um, but, yeah, we'll have, we, it's more of a wait and see what will happen there because I think the NFL is doing the same thing too. Um, but we'll have to see what goes on there. So just in case anyone's wondering why uh, do we not know about that, we're going to talk about that it's just because we just don't know much about it. Uh, and it's just all speculation at this point. So uh, we won't waste our time or your time on that. Um, going on to the fun- thing I will say is that for all parties involved, this is this is not good. Obviously, the NFL doesn't want this. This is going to screw up Watson's attempts to leave Houston because no team's going to trade for him if you know while this is going on. Uh, obviously, this is not good for just anybody involved in the situation. There's just there's nobody benefiting from this. Um, except for you know maybe the lawyers because they get paid off of this kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, we, we don't know the full details, so obviously don't want to start speculating before things come out. Yep, I would agree. But um, speaking of speculating, we will now is the time. You know, we've taken a look at the wide receivers for this upcoming 2021 NFL draft. A lot of good names. There seems to be the big three, um, but there's also a few other names outside. I haven't shared my list with John. John hasn't shared his list with me. Uh, and uh, the quarterbacks we kind of did, the wide receivers, this is just, this is fresh. Like, this will be news to each other. Um, so because of that, I want to start at, um, if you want, we can start at five. Um, yeah, we'll start at five. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? How do you want to do this? Uh, how about you go first? I think I went first on the quarterback one. Okay, that's fair. So five, my fifth best wide receiver. And once again, I think there are six, about six, uh, definitely these five are first rounders. My number five wide receiver, it's going to be uh, Kadarius Tony out of Florida. I I really liked him. Um, he's definitely raw 
in terms of route running, but he has great. I love his agility. Um, he's very good with the ball in his hands, uh, much like kind of like uh, you know, like a lot of the receivers we're seeing nowadays, the Debo Samuels, the you know kind of like a CD Lamb last year, where you know these they, they can take a he can take a five yard you know slant, and not not only can he, can he turn on the Jets and just beat you with speed. But he can make he, he can make guys miss. He made a lot of guys miss, and I know I know you're not big in the SEC, but still I think SEC is still pretty good defenses and defenders. Made a lot of guys miss, um, and not a particularly creative offense in Florida. Um, but I do like he can play on the inside, play on the outside, uh, and uh, like I mentioned, n- not perfect, not polished route running. Definitely not better than some of the guys ahead of him. Um, but the physical abilities there. And uh, he, he can go up and get it if he needs to. But uh, I, I really liked him. He's not as electric as once again some of these other guys coming up. But I still think he's a first-round uh, uh, wide receiver. A little bit raw, I will say. But, um, I mean, the upside's there. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up going round two, to be fair. But in my eyes, especially for my Packers at the end of the draft, if these other four guys are off the board, if there's a run on a wide receiver, I wouldn't mind him going in the first round. But, um, yeah, what about you, John? Who's your, who's your number five? Uh, well, I'm, I'm interested to see if you have this guy in your, in your top five now that you, uh, you said who your fifth guy is. Um, cause I don't know if he'll make the cut for me. My number five is Elijah Moore wide receiver out of Mississippi, um, or Mississippi state. Uh, I think it's just Mississippi actually it's Ole Miss, uh, with, um, Lane Kiffin as their head coach. Anyway, uh, to me, I mean, he's, he's going to be a slot receiver in the NFL. He's only five, nine. He's, Pretty small guy, 185, uh, but just the route running that I got to see out of him this year, I think he only played eight games, had like 1,200 yards, 80 to 90 catches, and like eight touchdowns. Um, the route running that I saw out of him was just pristine. He looks like one of those guys that can come in the NFL and instantly be one of the best route runners in the league. Uh, he does a really good job with using his body and head fakes and all these kind of things to throw corners off, uh, has really good speed. Uh, sort of like you mentioned um, uh, with with Tony, he has the ability, once he gets the ball in his hands, to make people miss, make really big plays. Um, so, yeah, ultimately, I have him at five just because he's undersized. He doesn't necessarily feel like he can be a guy on the outside, but he, he just really gives me sort of Curtis Samuel vibes to where he can be that crazy new age wide receiver threat that you can do these jet sweeps with. You can throw him in the backfield. You can – have him run routes. You can just do a lot of creative things with him. And so I think that if you put him in the right offense, like we saw when Lane Kiffin showed up, put him in the right offense, he can be a really deadly threat. So that is my number five. Are we doing snake to where I'm going first for number four, or are we going back yeah, and forth? Yeah, if you want, we can do that. I was will say um, I didn't watch much of him, to be fair. Um, so I, I, I don't really have an evaluate. His name wasn't like on – yeah, I, I've on talked about, so I, mm-hmm. I didn't look at him. I'll have to take a look at him after this. Uh, but yeah, so he's not my top five, but not because I scouted him and just didn't feel like he was. I just didn't look at him. So yeah, uh, I mean the main knock on him is, is just gonna yeah the main knock on him is just gonna be his size. Like I said, he's five nine. It sort of limits you to the slot, um, but I think once again in a creative offense, as we've seen with guys like a, like a Tyreek Hill. Uh, which he doesn't have Tyreek Hill's speed, but he is very fast. If, if you put him in the right offense, he can you can move him in a lot of spots. Uh, my number four guy who actually had his pro day today, 
uh, Rondale Moore out of Purdue, um, just a freak athlete. The one thing I do worry about is that, you know, maybe a team overdrafts him potentially because of his speed. Uh, according to his pro day, which I don't know how official the NFL considers pro day stuff, he ran a sub 4340. I think it was like 428, 429, somewhere around there, um, which as we've seen historically, guys like that, they, they get drafted very highly. I mean, you think of John Ross, you think of Henry Ruggs. I'm never a fan of NFL teams do that. They jump on them because of speed. Um, even notably recently, Trey Lance, quarterback, he uh, he did he refused to run the 40 time. And his reasoning, which I thought was amazing reasoning, is they have technology where they can see how fast he ran in games. I feel like that's more important to me than 40 time. Ultimately, I think that's where the NFL is probably going to move towards within the next five years is pretty much stop caring about your 40 time because you're not wearing pads, you're not in the game, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, move towards using that actual technology. Um, anyway, uh, Rondale Moore, I think he's a really solid number four guy. Um, also, one of those deadly weapons can be used anywhere. Crazy vertical, crazy speed, really good versatility. Um, once again, I, I just I, I put a high value on being able to move them around at different spots. I feel like although he is another undersized guy, he has the ability to make plays in the air. I think he's like a 42-inch vertical so he can go up and get it. Uh, so you can throw him on the outside. You can put him in the slot. You can put him in the backfield. You can get creative with him. Uh, and I think that playing at a school like Purdue, obviously, you know, sometimes you have these receivers who they're on a lot smaller schools. And so you, you kind of maybe potentially see that they didn't have the right offense. They didn't have the quarterback, all these sort of NFL level players around them. And once they do, they can really blow up. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that Rondell Moore – he just has that extra special thing to him uh, that, for me, I'm putting him at number four. Okay, interesting. Um, I do not have Rondell Moore four. Um, man, really, really varying here. I only could even have this guy in top five. I was only alerted to this guy by, uh, you know, on Twitter about a week ago by a good tweet by my friend, uh, or not my friend, I don't know him, um, but someone I follow, uh, Chris Sims, mentioned, why is no one talking about Diami Brown? Sims usually right on wide receivers. So I took a look at Diami Brown because I wasn't, once again, kind of like how, uh, is it, uh, who's your five? Is Elijah, right? Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Hadn't heard of this guy, so I went and took a look at him because he said something. And, yeah, Diami Moore is my number five. Or, sorry, Diami Brown. I mixed their names. Diami Brown, wide receiver out of UNC. Um, this dude can, he can fly. Um, and I feel like there's a theme with both of us right now. Uh, once again, this is our top fives. I feel like it's a little bit of preference, no matter what you do. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like we mentioned, this is a big part of the show. Preference is key. But yeah, Dami, I like how he, he's six foot. He can play inside and outside. Great speed. Great agility, too. He can change directions very well. It's very fluid. Very Odell Beckham-like. And I, that's why I would... I, I, would, I would put that comp as him, but not as good of a route runner. And obviously not as good as hands as Odell. Odell's hands are, you know, one of a kind. But very good route, very polished in terms of just be able to glide around the field, double moves, head fakes. Like, kind of like you mentioned with uh, with Moore. Very uh, fluid athlete. Um, I, think he, I, th- I think he can take the jet sweeps, like you mentioned, which are becoming a part of the NFL. Being, you know, how you're going to have to, you know, go in motion, take the jet sweeps, take some hits. Uh, and I think he has good ball skills. Uh, unfortunately, some of these wide receivers are harder to evaluate because they, they play with great quarterbacks. I mean, that's a reason. That's a reason why we see guys like DK Metcalf fall to in the second round. It's just so hard. Um, so I will say he's a bit of a projection. Definitely more of a projection than um, than you know than Tony and some of the other guys. I'm probably going to mention. I imagine John's going to mention. Uh, but I, I just think I. Yeah, I, I I just great athlete, and he just pops, you know. And I know he didn't play played in the ACC, not the greatest conference, but um, just from that, just the fact that he was blazing past a lot of those guys, and that he just stood out for everyone else. I think that he'll be able to do that at the next level. Um, don't be, I think he's gonna be a guy that probably you don't hear from first few weeks of the year, but kind of towards the end of the year, last four or five games when you know after submit or an injury. He'll come in, do great, and you know, and pop out. Everyone's go, well, how are we missing this guy? Um, I guess pro comp to last year, kind of like in Brandon Ayuk, too, of last year. And Ayuk, um, you know, speedy, kind of linky too. He has long arms, which do help him you know, with a wide catch radius. I don't think he has. I'm not sure his exact wingspan, but I don't think he's as wide as a Ayuk's. But still, um, I I like Diami Brown once again a projection. But um, yeah, he he he's my number four. Um, it was real close, uh, but because he's a projection, he's my number four. He was almost at number five. My four and five are very close. I just feel like there's more, way more upside with Diami than Tony. Yeah, I think, as I you know, probably alluded to my explanation, I think he's just a better, he's faster, quicker than Tony, and uh, obviously I mentioned very fluid. Uh, also not as great of a route runner, but I think he can learn to be a better route runner in a better system in, a, in, a, in the NFL with NFL coaches and maybe a better quarterback and things like that. So um, he's my number four. My number three, um, this won't be as much of a shocker as my other two, uh, Jalen Waddle, out of Alabama. Um, kind of like his counterpart, who I will definitely be talking about later. He can fly. Um, I feel. I think, so I'm not 100% sure he can play on the outside, but I think, if anything, if anything he can definitely play the slot. Uh, like I mentioned, he, like I mentioned, he can. I'm not sure if he can take the jet sweeps as much as some of these other guys, but he can definitely handle the physicality. Um, I think he's a better route runner, you know, than, than the previous two people behind him, Brown and Tony. Uh, I think he's not as fast as a Brown, but I think he his agility is is right there in terms of making guys miss, getting open, creating separation uh, before and after the catch. Um, I would say he has average hands, which that's not bad. Um, and once again, 
it was tough to evaluate the others, but I just felt like, especially with him holding out, I think, was he injured towards the end of this year too? Yeah, he didn't I think, play for the second half. So, um, yeah, it, it, it was tough, but just as a preface to my next two, which after which we go after John, he was very good, but he just didn't shine as much as the other two guys, and that's no knock on him. It's he he's very good, but it, he's just not in the same class as of as the, my first two. Uh, but he's definitely above these other two guys that I had. Uh, so Jayla Waddle is my third wide receiver. Dami Brown, my fourth. Tony, my fifth. John, who is your third wide receiver in this class? So this this may be a little controversial to some people, but to me, my third is Devontae Smith. Um, I I mean, I'll, I'll talk about Jalen Waddle later. Spoiler alert, he's in my top two. Um, I think that just based on everything I ever saw at Alabama when they were both together, it felt like Jalen Waddle, when healthy, was the better of the two wide receivers. I don't think people really even started talking about Devontae Smith as being a Heisman kind of guy until Jalen Waddle got hurt. All of a sudden he was thrusting the offense and was being pretty much forced to use in the way that he was, um, which I give major props to him because in every single way that he was used, he was fantastic. He has really good speed. Um, I know that a lot of, you know, NFL scouts right now are like worried about his size um, because he's, he's pretty small. I mean, he only weighs like 170 pounds, I think, uh, which for an NFL player, that's, that's, you know, pretty small, uh, especially as a six foot wide receiver. He just, it just looks weird. Right. Cause you, you know, you look of, you know, some guys like Brandon cooks, for example, he's also pretty small, but he's like a few inches shorter. So um, yeah, I think it, some people are overreacting about his size, uh, but I do think it can impact some portions of his game. I mean, the, the difference in a college-level corner press and an NFL-level corner press, I mean, even just thinking about going up against a Jalen Ramsey or a Richard Sherman or some of these really big corners, I think that his route running, his speed, all this kind of stuff is elite, but, you know, the NFL is just going to be a different level, so I think he's going to have to bulk up at least a little bit. Um, but overall, I, I think his route running is fantastic. I think his play after the catch is fantastic. Uh, really good at getting open, really good speed, great hands. On tape, he you know he showed you everything you want out of the college level. I just think to me, ultimately, I see a little more potential out of the two in my top two um, that are I'm placing above him, uh, especially you know out of what I did see in college during the times that they were playing. Um, so I have Devonte Smith as my number three. Although I think you would agree with this too, the top three are all very close. Um, there's not a there's not a ton of separation. Um, for my number two, I have Jalen Waddle, the other Bama product. Um, like I said, when, when they were both playing, I thought that Jalen Waddle was the better of the two. Um, I, I think he's faster. I, I don't know their actual, you know, 40 times and stuff like that, but I believe he's a, <laughs> he's a little bit faster. Um, he's also sort of similar when it comes to size, not, you know, super big. Um, he is, you know, shorter than Devontae Smith. So, it, you know, he, he sort of fills it out a little bit better, I guess. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I, to me, it just seemed like he was one of those kind of home run hitter receivers who, you know, he has the potential to take it to the house. Also pretty good route running, not as good or polished as Devontae Smith, but uh, he has all the, you know, the athletic traits that you want out of a receiver. And I think that you can, you can teach the route running, all that stuff. And that's not to say he's bad at it because he's actually a very, very good route runner. Um, but like I said, not as good as Devontae Smith. Um, but ultimately, like I said, the, the main reason I have them that way is because like I said, when they were together, I thought Jalen Waddle was the better of the two. Maybe that was the scheme. Maybe that's Mac Jones. 
there, there could be a lot of reasons for that. Maybe there's just the games that I watched. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I have Jalen Waddle as my number two. Huh. All right. Well, this will create a, an interesting debate. But my number two is Devontae Smith. A lot of the reasons, mm-hmm. like you said, uh, he's just a better route runner. Um, and I just feel like he's just – I think he's faster in my eyes. Uh, just just a hair fat. But, I mean, once again, we don't have 40 times. Who knows? And I think he has better acceleration than Jalen does, uh, which, you know, not every person will be running 40 yards every play. Um and I think we see that, you know, they both return to kicks. But Devonta, especially when I saw kicks and just also when he had the ball in his hands as a receiver or running routes, just seemed more explosive in and out of his cuts, um, just the more polished prospect. I'm not too worried about his weight. and being, I mean, he was able to handle the press pretty well in college. I imagine he'll bulk up in the NFL offseason. He's already um, – we'll see what he – I guess they already had – I think he weighs in tomorrow or t- something. I don't know because he said that he'll take his weight – and he said he'll definitely be at least 170. So we'll see where he go where he goes. I mean, um, but it, it was tough, like you mentioned. It's, if it comes down when you get to this, mostly preference. And Smith's the more polished, definitely the more, like you mentioned, the more polished guy. That's why he's my number two. I could definitely see Waddle being better than Smith at the next level. But um, it's, once again, it's, at this point, I hate to do this because we're pick, we're picking. I feel like we're picking at uh, what's the phrase? Not picking at hairs. Splitting hairs. Splitting hairs. There it is. Splitting hairs. Splitting hairs. Um, yeah. So and once again, when you start getting splitting hairs, that's where your preference. It's hard to be objective because you get a little with your preference. But um, I guess that leaves me with my number one, which I'm assuming at this point there will be no surprise who your number one is. I think it'll be the same. Jamar Chase, LSU wide receiver. I mean, we saw last year in Astro Championship. Um, we saw it all last year, really, and yeah, he had Joe Burrow throw into him, but also Joe Burrow was throwing to a guy named Justin Jefferson, and he was outshining Justin Jefferson, and Justin Jefferson's a year older than him. And also, they also had um, Terrace Marshall, who was like the who was the, the best wide receiver of his class. He was third, so it's not like he's a, he beat both of them out, and he only beat both of them out. He produced on the field, six uh, two, has the size. He's maybe maybe not as fast as a Devontae Smith. Jalen Waddle, Dami Brown, but he's fast enough to scare any any wide receiver. Um, not as good route running as a Justin Jefferson, but there's not many people that have good route as good route running as Justin Jefferson and Jerry Judy coming out. It's like right down there. Um, he has uh, amazing hands. Uh, just you know, I saw so many. We saw an national championship. I mean, Joe Burrow put so many balls up and the other corner was right there. The, I forget the Clemson corner. He went to the draft too. Um, but he was right there. But Jamar Chase just had was just so I'm not, I guess I would attribute it to his, he's just so smart. He knows his positioning. He knows how to go up and get it. He just has great ball skills to put it simply. Um, and so I think, I think he's the safest pick and I, I don't imagine him, if he goes out of the top five, it's not because he's not a top five talent. It's just because there's so many good receivers in this draft. Um, I think he's the safest pick here out of any receiver. And, um, I mean, I may be spoiling this, but fantasy-wise, I mean, I'm not sure where he'll go in terms of you know, ADP, but I would keep an eye on him, especially depending on where he goes, because he's going to be a guy that's just going to produce from day one um, in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, and depending on where he goes, he might already be wide receiver one. Um, that may be jumping the gun a little bit, but regardless, he'll definitely end the year as that team's best wide receiver unless he's on a you know 
he gets blessed by a great team on it with a good receiver. But um, yeah, number one, uh, clear and concise to me is Jamar Chase. But what about you, John? Are you agreeing with me? Or are you shaking it up? Uh, I, it would be kind of shocking if I didn't have Jamar Chase in my top five. Uh, Terrace no, Marshall I'm, Jr. I'm number one. <laughs> No, I'm I'm agreeing. I think that Jamar Chase, he's he's the clear cut number one. I think he has the highest potential out of every single receiver in the draft. Which ultimately, as good as you know, players you think are going to be on day one, I think you know a lot of guys get drafted where they do because of the potential the teams see in them. And I think number one, Jamar Chase is the better receiver right now. Uh, if I had to pick one guy to instantly produce, I've taken him. I think that just. I think Joe Burrow was fantastic, but I think a large part of that, like you said, he had really good talent around him. I mean, he had Justin Jefferson, and then he had Jamar Chase, who, like you said, again, he outshined Justin Jefferson, and we saw what Jefferson is in the NFL. Um, Everybody was talking about Devontae Smith and the performance he had in the championship this year. Jamar Chase replicated that, or well, did that exact performance, you know, the, the championship prior. So ultimately, I think that Jamar Chase, he's he's just a freak. Uh, he size wise I, I like him a lot more I think that he uh, I think he's taller than both I might be wrong six on that. two yeah six two so taller than both uh, bigger weight so I think that just leads to you know being able to be more physical with other corners um, which once again I think NFL Scouts are overreacting on the size when it comes to the other two guys but with Jamar chase it's it's something that you can't really use as a negative because he's 208 pounds so has the size that you want has the speed that you want. Um, I really like his acceleration. I think that he can hit it pretty quickly off the line. And then the key thing to me is that out of his routes, he's also maintaining that speed. A lot of receivers, uh, it's really easy for them to slow down in routes, which allows corners to you know catch up and stay with them. I think that he's able to maintain his speed through his routes. Um, also, really good at tracking the ball. One of those sort of underrated things that a lot of people don't necessarily notice, but when quarterbacks have some sort of crazy erratic throws if you go look back even joe burrow the guy who had the record-breaking season he had some plays like that himself uh even when those happen uh, a big time receiver they make plays on that we've seen a deandre hopkins do that julio jones these guys i mean they've made their names off of plays like that i think he's one of those receivers that can make a play on the pass as long as it's within his catch radius uh which he has a pretty big one so yeah i think jamar chase it's i mean to me it doesn't really feel like that much of a competition, I would hear arguments for the other guys. Just to me, like I said, higher potential. I would take him any day of the week right now as the guy that I would want on my team. I think also he he just fits better on most teams because unlike the other two guys who I still think have the ability to play on the outside because of their size, um, you know, there there could be some matchup problems. But with the Jamar Chase, the size that he has, along with all the other stuff, he you know he, you can put him anywhere incredibly confidently against any corner and you know expect results all right so both agree on jamar chase uh just to backtrack a little bit um so yeah i i didn't have bateman or more in my top five they didn't actually make my top six um so for me bateman or more is kind of a similar thing uh i think size was a bigger issue for me for them and just watching i, I know more once again ran we don't know it's not it's, it's pro day time we don't know if it's official ran a really good it just his speed didn't match that when I watched him. I didn't see a lot of, especially against some of the, you know, like some of the bigger schools. Just especially because they only, sorry, so they only saw them play out of the slot mostly. I feel like ninety percent of the plays I watched, they were primarily just slot guys. Those two, 
I didn't see much separate, like elite separation where, you know, they broke attack, you know, breaking tackles or just running away from people. Um, so that's what worries me about them. I think they're both really good route runners, especially more, like you mentioned, I think more is better physically, especially off the press. Um, like I mentioned, I just worry that they're only for the slot and I just don't want me personally. I wouldn't use a first round pick on a guy, especially when those, you know, of, of that stature, uh, that's not really elite in speed, and or at least on film, I wouldn't take him as my first round pick, and that's why neither of those two made my top five. I think, I think those guys are day two picks, that for sure. Um, but it's just it, it was tough for me to even for me to put them up there. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure if you had anything else to mention. Any guys you didn't you left out? But I know those two are more notable names, and that's why I left them out. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I, I would agree. Um, to me, the wide receiver just becomes such a hard position to judge because it feels like just the depth of talent there is has sort of devalued the position to where, at least for me, I don't even know if I would take a receiver outside of those top three in the first round because it feels like there, I mean, there are quality talent, you know, in the four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten range, but like, even guys that we didn't mention, like a Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State or some of these other dudes, like I would be comfortable taking those guys in a second or a third round uh, and not have to invest my first round pick in a receiver who I'm, you know, maybe feel better about, but it's not a, a huge drop off because we've seen plenty of, you know, really good NFL receivers going in these later rounds. I mean, DK Metcalf was a second round pick. DJ Chark was a second round pick. I mean, even the amount of second round guys that went in this past year's draft. McLaurin was like, uh, what, the fifth Dell, round pick? Cowboys, he was... Yeah, like there's, there's just, I mean, Tyree Kill was like sixth round. Like there's, you can oh, just find talent. That was off which, the field stuff. <laughs> but I guess yeah, me, Claypool, second I mean, round, like Claypool, keep yeah, going. like there's just there's so many really good NFL receivers that you can find in in just any round of the draft. I feel like it's it's everyone knows it's one of the deeper positions in the league. Um, and even like we saw with the Kenny Galladay stuff, like he's getting paid like he is because it's just such a deep position. And he's a very good receiver, but he's not top 10 because of how many good receivers there are in this league. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like, yeah, I mean, it, it's like the thing in fantasy football. Like you, you draft a running back early, you wait on quarterbacks because you can get a high-level producing quarterback in fantasy in a later round uh, where a running back, you know, if you wait till the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, there's not really any guarantees because a lot of the top guys have gone in the first, second, third. So, um yeah I, I just feel like I, I agree with you I think the, for me those top three feel like for sure first round picks I wouldn't be surprised if we saw sort of similar to last year to where maybe none of them even go in the top 10 just because of a run on quarterbacks or something along those lines uh and we see you know like last year Henry Ruggs went 10th uh, I think Jerry Judy was like 15th uh CeeDee Lamb was like 17 or 18 and then Jefferson was like 24 you know around that sort of range is where we maybe start to see receivers going. Um, I'm not sure. Once again, it depends on a lot of those teams in the top 10 and what they, you know, what happens with the quarterbacks. Cause in some of these mocks, we're seeing like five quarterbacks go in that, you know, first like six, seven picks, I don't think which I don't see happening, but you know, it, it, it just all depends on the, how desperate some of these teams get for quarterbacks. Um, so yeah, I just with how deep wide receiver is it, it's, I'm not saying it's trending toward the way like running back is to where uh, even in this year, I don't, I don't know if a running back goes first round personally. I mean, uh, I'm not getting into the running back rankings, but I, the only one I would take first round would be Najee Harris. 
and that'd probably be the back end of the first round. I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I haven't watched Najee. I plan on watching Najee and Travis Etienne. Etienne, yeah. I see those two names a lot. Uh, I watched a little bit of the North Carolina because I, I had to watch Diami. I watched. I know t- two both UNC running backs. I'm forgetting their names. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they've been in the draft, but yeah, I, I would agree those two. I wouldn't say those two are first round, but um, yeah, I, I would agree with you. And it's just looking at the first round. I mean, I don't think Jacksonville's taking them. Obviously, we know Jacksonville where they're going to go. The Jets maybe, but I mean, who knows? They may they may need an upgrade, and they may go, so the Jets are the only maybe, but. Miami. They, they signed Corey Davis. They yeah. have Denzel Mims. They have Crowder. Like, you know, they yeah, have so They may not need it. Yeah. And then Miami, they just got Will Fuller. Like we mentioned, Miami might. But, I mean, once again, I think Miami, you know, we'll see later, but I'll go down the list. I think Miami could probably wait till their second pick if they really want to buy a receiver, unless they're in love with it. Obviously, unless they want Jamar Chase, for sure. But then, like, Atlanta, we know they still have Julio, uh, Calvin Ridley. Um, Zacchaeus, he kind of popped this year as a third receiver, so no need to invest your first round pick in a receiver like you mentioned. Uh, Cincy, we know they got good receivers, and I swear, I mean, I've seen a few mocks have them get a tight end or receiver, get a lineman, please. Cincy, I mean, I don't mean to get to it, but Philly, okay, Philly might be a team that might need wide receiver, but who knows what Philly needs a lot of things, so they may just go best of the board, and like you mentioned, like we just mentioned. It's a deep receiver class. It's not as deep of a tackle class as last year. So maybe this is where they go, okay, you know, especially if Sewell goes at five to the Bengals. Okay, maybe I haven't watched tackles. I'm just going off the names I've heard yet. They're like, you know, then they get, you know, Slay. I've seen Slater in the first time. Maybe they, they reach a little bit for a tackle. But, yeah, I wouldn't or say they need to reach for a receiver. And they just drafted a wide receiver first round last year. So you draft another yeah. one this year, that's not a great reflection on you. Everybody's um, super high on Kyle Pitts, so who knows where he ends up in that top ten? Yeah, and he then could, he could go before any receiver. And Detroit, who knows where they were going to go? I don't think Carolina needs wide receiver. They have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Same thing with Denver. Hey, your Cowboys do not need a wide receiver at oh, ten. Please do not draft a receiver. <laughs> uh, Giants don't need a receiver at eleven. They just signed one. I wouldn't say once again San Francisco just use a first round pick on wide receiver. I wouldn't say the Chargers do. They they don't need one either. Minnesota had to use a first round. New England just signed two wide receivers. They're at fifteen. Arizona's got D. You know, like I'm at I'm already at sixteen. Maybe Las Vegas. But once again, they just use a first round pick and wide receiver, and they just let go of a bunch of offensive linemen. So, yeah, I wouldn't see. I won't be surprised if it if they start running about the eighteen nineteen range. I mean, Miami, Washington, Chicago, Indianapolis, uh, Tennessee, who just lost. You know, as you mentioned, Corey Davis. Um, you know, the, once again, the Jets could also wait here to get a wide receiver. Go get, go get Zach Wilson, and then okay, this is where we get another weapon if we're if we're not confident in Jameson Crowder because it is you know a new regime. But once again, like you mentioned, they just signed two receivers, or they signed him and they have Denzel Mims. Um, you know, we do, Pittsburgh does not need a wide receiver. You know, so we could see a run, and I don't want to get my hopes up, but yeah, I mean, because Cleveland probably doesn't need one, Baltimore may need one. And then, you know, New Orleans, my Packers, maybe Buffalo, Kansas City doesn't need one, and neither is Tampa Bay. So, yeah, I could easily, yeah. like you mentioned, I'm interested to see the prop bets, but I think three is definite. I would put, but four is, I, I would get dicey at four, four wide receivers in the first round. I, uh, realistically, I think four just because it, I mean, as, there's we, always saw a guy. Cowboys, as we saw with the Cowboys and CeeDee Lamb, there's going to be a team that is going to say, we had this guy so high on our draft board that even if we didn't need one, we're taking him. Yeah, we're moving so, up to get him. Yeah, and like like you said, with teams like the Panthers, maybe the Dolphins, some of these teams in the top 10, maybe they trade out and another team comes in and grabs one of those guys. 
Um, or they trade also, out to get that guy in the teens or twenties right. because they know that you know they can. There's two other guys they can get. So yeah, and I mean, once again, it, the quarterback is just one. It's with how many good quarterbacks there are in this class and how highly some of these people rate. Like once again, I've I've seen Trey Lance in the top five in some of these drafts. I don't think you and I even have him necessarily as first round pick unless it's like the back back end on a team that wants to take a risk. Um, but the quarterbacks, one of those positions that with how many quarterbacks go in this could go in this first round, I think that's sort of going to define the receiver room because we know that tackles are going to go. We know that a lot of defensive players are going to go because they're just not as deep as a wide receiver class is. Um, so yeah, maybe we start to see some of these guys drop. Maybe we see teams like, like a Pittsburgh or a New England or something trade up a San Francisco to go get one of those quarterbacks, which then, like you said, allows one of those teams in the top 10 trade back, take a receiver a little later in the teens. Um, so it receiver to me is just one of those. It's one of those groups where like I could see them going as early as like three and maybe even as late as like 15, 16, 17, 18 for like the first receiver off the board. And I believe like, I forgot. I, I, I heard too, like a lot of the top five receivers, Especially in recent years, I haven't really like Corey Davis. I think was one, and, and for a top five pick, Corey Davis hasn't you know popped like a top five pick. Um, I think the other one was um, Sammy you Watkins. Just, you remember Justin Blackman for the Jaguars? Justin, well, he had off the field stuff. Ended <laughs> uh, indefinitely. Still not back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. And then like you know Sammy Watkins, which you know granted had a foot surgery, you know right between college and NFL. I think that screwed him, but still. Yeah, I, it's, I think it's hard. I wouldn't imagine. I wouldn't want to spend a top five pick on a wide receiver, and I, so I think that's what we're getting at. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we'll, we're gonna do our own mock later. We'll see where we end up sticking these guys. Got to look at a few more positions. But otherwise, uh, I mean, that'll wrap it up receiver wise. Um, I'll list off mine. John Clevin his lift off list off his before we sign off or end this. So like I said, I have five. I have Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Four, Diami Brown out of UNC, North Carolina. Uh, Jalen Waddell is three from Alabama. Devontae Smith is two for Alabama for me. And Jamar Chase is one. And then, John, your top five. Uh, number five, I have Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. Number four, Rondale Moore out of Purdue. Uh, number three, Devontae Smith out of Alabama. Number two, Jalen Waddell out of Alabama. And then number one, Jamar Chase out of LSU. All right, so I'll do homework on Elijah Moore before the uh, next pod. I'll let you know if he uh, shakes up my top five. Um, but otherwise, um, that, I mean, that'll wrap it up for us. Top five wide receiver rings. Remember, everyone, this is our top five. This is our preference. This is not set in stone. If you get mad saying, oh, well, why? Devontae Smith should be one. Well, great. I'm glad Devontae Smith's one for you, but he's not one for me. So just, you know, you're not going to convince me. That to like chocolate if I don't like chocolate. So and I do hey, like chocolate in, though. In like three years, maybe we'll be stupid and wrong. Listen, we're, we're all, yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not going to be right. No one's going to be hundred percent right. So I don't think any evaluator ever has. And we're not even evaluators. We wouldn't get paid to do this. So we probably aren't going to be right. But who knows? Um, Except Chase for Claypool. Chris Sims on the quarterbacks. <sighs> I chickened out, man. That's kidding though. Um, <laughs> Except um, for Kellen Mond, he's wrong about that. I see Kellen Mond. Like, I see why you put him at four. I wouldn't have put him at four. I would have put him at, like, I think, what, I had Trask at five? Yeah, you had Trask at five. I would probably put him around that range. I see. I just don't see the upside to see those. Anyway, regardless, that wraps up our rankings for now. 
and that wraps up this pod. Kind of a shorter one, very wide receiver driven. Um, I, I actually didn't intend that. Anyway, going to do <laughs> um, basketball later this week. Uh, a lot of injuries we got to talk about, things like that. Hopefully, some trades go through. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. But otherwise, you know, hope everyone enjoyed. You can leave your thoughts on our top five. You can tell us we're wrong. Oh, don't tell us we're wrong. It's not. We're not saying we're right. Anyway, you can tell us what you you think your top five is. Your opinions. Uh, don't forget. Don't forget to leave a rate, comment, subscribe. If you're you know wherever you're watching, whether it be YouTube, uh, Instagram is at Shut Up and Ball Pod. Our Facebook is just you know Shut Up and Ball, and Twitter is just at Shut Up and Ball. And then, like I said, wherever you're listening, feel free to rate and just give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, you know, the only way we can improve is if you tell us how. Tell us what we need what we need to work on. So, otherwise, I hope everyone enjoys your week. Uh, stick it through the work grind, and we'll see you later this week.